to episode 130 of the Worldwide Shelves podcast. It's your host, Matt, back again. And I am joined by the wonderful co-hosts, Jesters and Carlito. Guys, how you doing? Uh, I feel on time and in line. Well, there's a first thing, first time for everything now, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, I was surprised. Carlito started the call. I was like, I wasn't even ready by the time Carlito come on. Um, and then obviously Jester's was late by 15 minutes, but we'll, we'll forgive him. Uh, we'll forgive him. He's been hey. drinking whatever Johnny Minerals has been drinking the last uh, six months or whatever. Um, but we will get right into the news because there is a lot to cover. Um, it's been a very busy week for Chelsea. Um, outgoings, teams, journalists, um, <laughs> commentators all crying that Chelsea are bypassing FFP. They're using the Saudis. They've got all these deals with investment companies, with PIF and all this bollocks. Um a lot has been thrown, which, as Carlito said off 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 screen, if you're in America, de- defamation law would be coming right at you. Uh, why it doesn't in the UK, we both said we don't know. Um, but just as I'll start with you, um, we've got the Saudi deal, so we've got Kulabali done, Ziyech about to be done, Kante done, Mendy about to be done, and there's Kalamazadoy, Lukaku that are also rumoured to potentially be going to Saudi as well. Is Saudi saving our asses at the moment? Or is this just good business from Chelsea? Well, first fun fact, it's easier to sue for defamation in the UK than it is in the United States. The threshold's lower for a win. Um, just fun fact there. So maybe... Don't and, yet, and, yet you don't, and yet you got the Sun, Metro, Daily Mail, hey, constantly... I, I, hey, we had the National Enquirer. Need I say more? that is fair (laughs) so anyway um no i think having uh a good owners and a a staff and a team behind the scenes working like they've never done before uh probably since amelia uh was it amelianko left whatever whatever the front guy the guy that everybody asked to come back can't remember his name off the top of my head. I, it's Matt, been a while. I think, Matt, I think he made up that name. Yeah. <laughs> I probably did. You know, that's good. <laughs> Is it Emiliano? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we have a structure in place. Yeah. So we're doing good deals. We're not overpricing these people to move them on. Understanding that, you know, you get a bump because their salary comes off the books. And sometimes that's the best thing. Yeah, I mean, we've, we're, we're saving so much salaries, um, not necessarily transfer fees, but salaries. We are saving mil- absolute millions and millions and millions. Um, it's fantastic to see. Uh, Carlito, what, what do you think of this whole Saudi thing, and particularly the kind of backlash that Chelsea once again seem to be getting, as usual? I, I think they think it's financial doping, uh, which it's not. <clears throat> it's just... We're selling group deals to these guys. I mean, the the, the country runs the cl- uh, runs all the clubs, right? So this is a league run by the country. We sat down with the country. And we said, hey, look, we got four or five guys that want to leave. Do you want them? And they said yes. And that's the extent of it. Who cares that Clear Lake Capital does business with the Saudi Investment Fund? That's not illegal. And until it's illegal, it's not illegal. 
and it's, there's no impropriety here, Gary Neville, you twat. All right, it's 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 just business. And Gary Neville, it's it's very rich. It's very rich that Gary Neville is saying this and that about Chelsea and the Saudi investment fund when Gary Neville's team is about to get bought by Qatar. Okay, similar situation. All right, so it's very it's very rich because I can't imagine that he's going to say a goddamn word about it. Not a word, but when it's anything Chelsea related, these guys on Sky Sports that all played for Liverpool and United, they're always going to have a problem with Chelsea because they're always going to think that we bought our way into the lexicon, that we bought our way into being influential. Is that true? Yeah, it most certainly is, but I don't care. I don't care that we're nouveau riche. I don't care that we don't have no history as as the, as the adage goes but to me it's it's immaterial and I, I but again when you're about to get bought by guitar and you're still finger wagging at chelsea uh it's pretty rich it's pretty rich from him but i at the end of the day matt uh these players are not good enough anymore cool bali was a complete bust um that's unfortunate because we really wanted him for like five years but zh total bust terrible attitude not a very good player uh mendy Fell off as soon as Jared made fun of him. I'm sure he heard about it. <laughs> Just his confidence went in the shitter. Aubameyang, totally cooked. He's totally good. And then Lukaku, um, of which we are taking a very hard line on. I'm quite surprised how hard of a line we are taking on him. And I think that that is because everybody in the executive branch of Chelsea is so pissed at him. Because he's just he's just such a bad faith actor constantly undermining Chelsea's leverage position in the public, in the media, constantly. And I think he's finally being taken to task for it. So really, really good on Chelsea. Inter is going to have to either buy him or loan with an obligation to buy, or he's going to go to Saudi Arabia. Because I don't think he has that many options. And I don't even think Inter wants him that much. He he didn't start the whole year. He was playing behind Dzeko, who's 55 years old, and Latar Martinez, who's one foot out the door as well. So if he can't get a game in front of those two jabronis, uh, there's probably something wrong there. And I think the wrongness is his game. So that's how I feel so far. Yeah. I mean, to add on the Gary Neville thing, it is also rich in another way coming from the fact that he owned South, Salford United, or whatever it's called, Salford FC, for a while. And when he came in, he spent miles over the odd when they were in League Two to get them promoted. So he cannot talk about pl- people spending loads of money or deals being done in the background. You did exactly the same thing of your own club. Just because eventually it didn't work, you've had to back out and you've had to stay as a commentator, doesn't mean you can chat shit about other clubs. As you said, May not are going to be bought by Qatar, going to spend Qatar money. It happens. The Clear Lake Capital and Saudi ownership investment, from what I've read, was made 14 years ago anyway. So unless Give this me a is break. Some, unless, unless this is some five year fucking uh, from 3d fucking chess from saudis to try and do this it's just a coincidence and sometimes these things happen rich people deal with rich people it's no it's not a surprise the there's a very small circle in terms of billionaires so at some point billionaires are going to actually make contact with each other and make deals with each other it's not a surprise um but i just think it's another way to uh, have a moan at chelsea because, you know, when Chelsea are doing well, everyone likes to cry about it and send their tears our way, which I don't mind. I, I quite enjoy it, to be honest. Um, obviously, we have been announced that Koulibaly has now, I think, been done. Am I right, guys? Yeah. 
Here we go. 23 million euros. He's going to be playing with Ruben Neves at Al Hilal. All the teams are started with Al. What, what is that word? The. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's going to play at Al Halal. I'll never watch a single game of Saudi League, so it's, his career is over. Well, I would like to say, just falling back, I have it's a two for weekend for me. This is the first time in any given weekend I've been uh, used as a source uh, and, and 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 tweeted out there, you know, like I know something, and now I'm getting credited for destroying a keeper's career. I mean, that's a two for. So I'm a source too, by the way. So you, y'all can use everything I say as gospel. Who uh who used you as a source? Um some guy, I, I don't know who this guy is. It's worldwide chels. Oh, Jesus. Sadiq is wild and he is wild in this weekend. That is called boredom, ladies and gentlemen. B-O-R-E-D-O-M. Boredom. Look at him go! All right. Well, we, now we now we know Jared's going to be the new ITK of twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's me. Ah, he's the new Feroz. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just had better hair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jared, he's got better hair than now. His helmet—that is a tough helmet. Oh boy, you did. I, I, you absolutely have to walk out on that, right? You don't pay for that haircut. That was criminal. I couldn't believe he paid for it. I mean, I just sent him a picture of Alan from Hangover, um, and he. Uh, <laughs> he Yo, this is like, this is like when um, ta- uh, remember that uh, that that um, fuck. He played for the San Diego Chargers. He was a he was their starting quarterback, and he was gonna get, he was getting some shot, and the medical doctor like punctured organs. And he was forced to set out the entire season. And, uh, I mean, that, that's just similar to this. It's just total malpractice on his haircut. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's terrible hair, terrible hair. He's got to wear a hat for a while and not be in contact with any of us on, on the stream. Otherwise, he's going to get just completely roasted. Um, but it is what it is. Um, we all have bad hair days once in our lifetime. Um, for Carlito, probably every day. Uh, my hair is amazing. Oh, I, I think other people have said otherwise. But anyway, that, let, I, I mean, those people are wrong. I've got a, I've got an amazing helmet. I mean, Carlito, we can't, you can't talk. You've been destroyed by bots today, so I'm, let's just leave it at that. Jared, have you seen this? I've declared war on all goalkeepers. I've declared war on the position itself. I did. I, I saw that. That's wonderful. <laughs> amazing. I'm sorry, no, I mean, I'm watching. Man. I'm watching the RSL game last night. Zach McMath with his biscuit wrists just 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 lets in two howlers and rsl has to climb back out of out of a 2-0 hole which they did pablo ruiz one of the best players in the country and it just i just look at these goalkeepers and i say you're useless because you talk all this shit and yet when you really matters you often fumble the bag and these 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 keepers are have an inflated sense of self-importance they think they're actually on the team they think they're actually pro footballers and that they can play on the field they're not. These keepers are delusional. They're delusional. All they do is lose games. They don't ever win games. The only thing they can do is lose a game. 
And I just the position itself is just all nonsense. They're they're not real footballers. They're they're they shouldn't even be allowed to vote in elections. They're 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 less than people. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's how um, I feel. That's how I feel. I, I would not I would like to distance myself from that comment. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, I think Matt's right there with me. We're backing away slowly. Yeah, I, I'm slowly doing the kick button on Collie right now. <laughs> you you're that baby that walks into the into the kitchen and goes, Ooh, and just does a nice little curve and gets the hell out of there. Uh <laughs> I mean, I'm going to swerve that conversation and move on to a signing that we have got basically confirmed, as per Fabrizio Romano, just a few hours ago. Uh, Jackson looks like he is signing. Medical's done. Deal just needs to be announced now, which I imagine will happen tomorrow, maybe Mm -hmm. Tuesday. Um, Carlito, we have a striker, a young striker. As I said to you before, I don't know anything about him, so I'm not going to comment. I'm going to let you guys comment on whatever you want. Are you excited for this kid? Of course, of course. It's a it's a position that actually matters. It's a position that has grave consequences on the field. Unlike goalkeeper, it's a striker position, man. And the idea, uh, a prototypical striker in the, in in the ilk of like Holland or Vlahovic or Harry Kane, that position is kind of going out of style. Like where you're a pure striker. I mean, a lot of a lot of teams they have forwards now. They have hybrid forwards. But a traditional striker, uh, it's getting more and more hard to come by. I don't know why that is. I don't know why the evolution of the sport is moving away from strikers. Maybe it has to do with pressing and, you know, forwards that are sleeker are, are better at pressing. Maybe they like more versatility. But it, the position itself is is decreasing. Uh, but it's still an important position if it's, if it's a really good player that gets involved with not just scoring but creating. Um, and this guy, this guy's very fast. He's very elusive. He holds the ball up really well, really well. So he's, he's the opposite of Alvaro Morata. Uh, he's the opposite of Kai Harris. And, uh, yeah, he holds the ball up really well. He turns really well. He's very quick. He's got an awesome attitude. Again, I love players with great attitudes, uh, because, you know, wanting to be here at Chelsea, unlike Mason Mount, wanting to be here at Chelsea is half the battle. You know, if, if the guy's happy to go to work every day, that is a win every day. So with his player, very happy. He's not going to be the starter. I still think I'm actually on Jared's side on this one. I think we're going to be getting Oshman. Now it's it's a little quiet right now, but we're accumulating so much capital with these sales that it, it's going to burn a hole in Bully's pocket, and he's going to want to splash on a striker, which is great <laughs> because we don't really have one outside of uh, this guy Jackson, whom I don't think is ready to be a starter for a big time club yet, but he will get there eventually. Sadiq, just like, just so you know, you can use that because we have it uh, a second source on it. Just make sure I get my brown envelope when you put that tweet out. That's oh awesome in next. Uh, heard your two sources. Um, ITK baby, ITK. You know, I just want my brown envelope though. Damn it! You heard it first, guys. You heard it first. I mean, Oshman, I think it can get done. I, I, I'm not going to say it's not going to get done, but I think De Laurentiis is awful. He's a he's an awful man. Tough man to negotiate with, and I think we're gonna have to pay big dollar for him. Um, I think if we do go for Oshiman, even with with the finances we've put up, I think a goalkeeper is out of the question. Um, which I know would be music to the ears of the person on the right, top right. Um, that's right. I think but, we're gonna get a goalkeeper. 
If it's the one from Porto, I don't think we're going to do that and Oshiman plus a Caicedo plus well, another. Hold on a second. Hold on a bit. Just back that gravy train up. It could be a Vlahovic instead, which would be cheaper than an that, that's what That's what I think it's going to be. Not so, necessarily what I want, but I think that's what it will be. Wait, is 23-year-old striker? You know, th- this is what I have for our striker options. Obviously, we have Brogia and Jackson in the team. Um, so it's going to be one of Osherman or Blahovich. And I think Brogia is then used uh, to go the other way. So you cut whatever we buy the str- whatever striker Osherman or Vlahovic by 40. So, yeah. I think I mean, that's what uh, Yeah. Again, Sadiq, just brown envelope my way, please. Thank you. Couple quid, maybe some Nando's. We'll get you, buddy. We'll get you. Jesus. Um, <laughs> he's not going to like this episode when he edits it. He's not going to No, like he's going to hate it. He's going to hate it. <laughs> yeah, well, he asked for it. Um, yeah, I mean, we need to. I, I think obviously Jackson. He, he looks like a deep, good player from the little bits that I've seen. Um, but as you said, I don't think he's first choice striker. But it, it's good to have that a, a quality backup because Tottenham have struggled that for years. They've had Harry Kane, who's great, although he has two months out every year um, with an ankle injury. But the problem is that they couldn't get a quality backup because who wants to sit on the bench to Harry Kane? Whereas you've got that backup in now, first, so he doesn't have to go. He, he does. He, it's not the aspect of he looks and goes. Well, who's going to be behind me? Or sorry, who's going to be in front of me? Now, if you get a Vlahovic, I don't think he's too much better. Again, still young, so he can still prove himself. But um, it'll be interesting to see how we go. Um, if we get Oshman again, young player, I think would be definitely number one. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I think that other striker will go on towards the end. I think Jackson, obviously done now, so we don't have to worry too much about definitely getting a striker in right now. Um, I think we will turn our eyes to midfield, which is the next topic I am going to conveniently speak about. Moises Caicedo, Ben Jacobs, absolute diamond that he mm. always talks about and talks pure facts on. So hopefully... Mighty Ben has got that right, and we will get Caicedo. But it is looking good, to in a sense. There was a little bit of a panic yesterday with United apparently being interested, but I do think that's a bit of a flash in the pan, kind of. Let's panic Chelsea to try and bring them out price down. Um, so I, I think Caicedo looks like it's progressing, and I think once, I think the idea of what I've heard once the sales have been done, I think Caicedo will then start to ramp up. Um, Jess, are you excited for Caicedo? Well, I mean, physically not right now, but uh, am I excited about the signing? Yeah, you know, I think that he completes what we need in the midfield. We 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 needed that destroyer, uh, the, the guy that, that wants to play defense, loves to destroy the other team. <laughs> you let Enzo uh, be a little more attacking out of that position and not having as much defensive responsibility, not to say he won't have any. And then, you know, you top that off. It's just like a Sunday, right? Cherry on top is in Kunku in front of him. 
and I, I'm struggling to find too many, uh, too many more um, three-man midfield that are better than that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Once you get that balance of the three up and running, I think that is one of the best midfields on in 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 on the planet. Um, yeah. There's not much by potentially a Man City, potentially, I suppose Real Madrid to a way. But even then, I still think it's a bit of a debate. But it it is a fact, and and considering we've struggled with midfield so much, and we've been stuck with Mount Gallagher and Ooh. one other for the last few for the last year or so, I am so happy to have. A new midfield, a flourishing midfield. Um, there was something that Ben did say, which I found quite amusing and quite happy, um, was the fact that Chelsea could be looking at the shoe mini transfer last season, and the idea is that they won't. That they are trying to pull it at the same bid as that, which would be up to eighty million pounds, eighty million euros. Um, Carlito, would that be an absolute steal? For Caicedo in this sort of market, when Declan Rice could be going for a hundred plus. I mean, okay, all right. There's two ways to answer that question. The first way is how I feel about the market, and the second is the reality of the situation. Do I think that these players are worth this money? No, I do not. Absolutely, Declan Rice, a hundred million pounds. Are you kidding me? After he said he wants to leave. Ruining the negotiating power, allegedly, of, of West Ham. I, I, that is an unbelievable fee for a player that's just okay. Like, I, I, I don't know what the, the, the brazen nature of these guys that set these valuations. Uh, it, but the problem is that a lot of the time they get the money. People will pay these fees. And I don't know whether it's desperation. Uh, it probably is desperation that, 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 that allows these people to pay uh, these exorbitant fees, but it's it's ridiculous. Is Caicedo worth eighty million? No, no, none of these guys are. Uh, is is Kylian Mbappe worth two hundred and fifty million to Real Madrid? No, he's a great player, but he's one of eleven on a field, and you're going to pay a quarter billion for one player? Really? Okay, okay. Uh, I'd like to see those books, um, but with Caicedo, he's he's great. He's not he's not the only player that I want though. I want two midfielders. I don't want one. I want two D mids. Two of them. Who would you be your second choice? Uh he's already gone. Edson Alvarez is already gone. Uh ooh, defensive midfielder. Uh yeah, I think I'd go with two of many. If if he's not happy in Madrid, uh yeah, I would go with him. Bloody hell. That 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 would that would be an absolute nightmare of a midfield for everyone. If you had because you'd think Shumeni would be back up at, in, in that midfield, and that's, that, that's, that is insane. Um, I think the plan right now is to have Andre Santos fill that role. Um, they're very, very high on this young man, and uh, he can play either role, either the Enzo or the Caicedo role. Play, pretty, he'd play a little bit different than Caicedo plays it. Um, he'd probably maybe play a little deeper. Um but, you know, I think that's the plan right now. And I think you're looking at 
depending on how many midfielders we move out, if we get uh, rub, uh, lubing, clapping cheeks. Uh, Soft ass cheeks? It's lubing, clapping cheeks. <laughs> uh, if he goes to AC Milan, which is back on again, it's a good move for him. Good, good move for Milan. I actually think it'd yeah, be, it'd it'd be right, good there. Right. If you, if you get a uh, you know the mount thing settled, which I think will happen this week, yeah. and um, if you if you can move a Gallagher out as well, then you I, might. I, I actually think Blom Mount will stay. I don't. Uh, so do I. So do I. I, I. I just I just look at I think we we it, then there may be one position or one player that we sacrifice in terms of a player coming in, and maybe do they look at the fact that we are playing once a week. We've already got Enzo, Casado, and Cuckoo. If you've got Andre Santos there on top as well, yeah. do they look and go Gallagher, fifth choice midfield? Do we just keep him for another year, sell him on after once we got Champions League football, no, European no. football? What about Carney? What about Carney? I mean, I've seen Carney. Is he going to go out on loan? Is he not? I think there'll be a couple of players going to our new acquisition, but we'll talk about that um, towards the end. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think that second midfielder, I don't think we're going to spend ridiculous price on it. That's the only thing I'd say about the shoe many deal. If Real Madrid do want here. 67 million, I don't see us suspending that on a set on on the second midfielder. I would see it more as a, a Lavia 45 million. I think Amadou Onana Everton, I think still, I mean, that'll be something to look at. Um, most definitely just depends on whether Everton sort their shit out and stop it, stop saying 55 million, which is ridiculous. Um, it, again, I don't think that we're going to be looking at a D, a sitting D, because I think that's what they're going to use Andre Santos as. You're, I think if you can move a Connor Gallagher, you're going to bring in a piece that can play multiple, fill multiple roles in the team. It's like a Slavos line who can play. The Enzo position, he can play the Nkunku position, and he can also play on the right wing. So you kill three positions with one stone. So that yeah, would I make mean, no that, sense. That, that is why I think he'll stay. But Connor Gallagher can't do that. So why would you keep somebody who you can go get 40 M's for, around 40 M's, Get him gone and bring in somebody who can actually function in multiple positions in the team because we're still short a winger. We're, we're looking at three wingers instead of four. Okay, he can do that position. Who's backing up in Kunku in the middle? Well, Slovis like can do that. Who's going back up Enzo? Slovis like can do that. Again, you do something like that if you move out enough of these midfield pieces. If not, you might do it with somebody younger like a Viega who can do a little bit of that, but not as much and not to a level. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what that midfield option is. I think that'll be something we'll be talking about a bit later on in the chance window. So I think it's not something to panic or worry about now. The next topic we are going to speak about, and of course, we've waited 27 minutes to speak about it. And it's been something that's been rumble in twitter as it usually does uh throughout the whole week and that is mason mount uh mr man united proper manchester proper mank um 
<laughs> never a proper Chelsea, apparently, uh, and probably will never be um, again. Um, what I've loved, or not much loved, but in, been intrigued to see is the absolute PR journalist battle that's been going on between Fabrizio Romano one side, Nathan Gissing and some of the uh, English journalists on the other side trying to defend Mount. It's been, and you've got Alex Goldberg, which is just, oh. he's putting the F word out now. No, no explicit, no, no, no hiding it at all. It's just full on out there going on one. You've got minerals having his spaces removed and calling out Brixton and <laughs> Mono. No, 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 no. Did that really happen? Yeah. <laughs> Elon, Musk, Elon Musk must have looked and went, no, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, there is something wrong with this man. He needs to get off my platform. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's freedom of speech, but then you see Johnny's stuff, you like. I mean, he he will tolerate Tucker, but only Tucker. He will not go to Johnny. That is that is a feat of strength right there, my man. Wow. But Carlita, I'll start with you because you have been going off this week on Lewis's channel, on the Worldwide Health channel as well, about this situation and, of course, this podcast has got to have a little bit of a rant uh, from you as well. So, fire away. What do you have to say? About yeah, I mean, I'm, the one time I go on Lewis's channel, the one time, Jared's not even there. My guy, not even there. I only went on for a couple of minutes, but it was a fabulous couple of minutes, and I am a great cameo. Um, here's the deal. And this is all allegedly because, again, this is just how I perceive the situation. I may be wrong. I may be right. But I'm not saying that I have proof that I'm right. This is all alleged. Okay, this is conjecture. This is how I see the situation. And how I see the situation is very simple. I think that there are a couple journalists and a couple YouTubers uh, that know Mount really well, that know Tony Mount, his dad, really well. Um, and, you know, I think now allegedly, okay, this is all alleged, but I think there's been a little bit of tit for tat with Mount and his father and these people. You know, I don't know what that looks like. But I do know that he's been feeding them information about his situation, which is not illegal. It's just a source. But he may or may not have been, you know, telling him stuff about, you know, Chelsea as well. Uh, whether or not that's true, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. But they're all getting whether it's true or not is is, uh, is a matter of debate. But there there's definitely been a very close relationship between him and a few journalists. And as a result, I feel as though some of that journalism has been disingenuous. I feel as though some of that journalism has been tainted uh, to favor Mason Mount um, and to make Chelsea look like the bad guys. I mean, you it, you have a lot of these mounters, which is what I call them now, the cult of Mount, they're the mounters. These mounters um, are looking for any reason to blame Chelsea in this instead of just looking at the whole situation and saying, oh, he wants to leave. He's probably tired of Chelsea. He wants something new. Okay. But – the journalists and these YouTubers are trying to slant this in a way where it is Chelsea pushing Mason out. And that is just simply not the case. They've offered him multiple times what he is eventually going to be accepting at Man United. They've offered this to him, and he has been saying no. And yet the news has been slanted in a way to make it look like there was no offer from Chelsea. Yes, there was. Multiple offers. 200K. Take it or leave it. And he, he left it. And the result is this. If he wanted to be at Chelsea, he would be at Chelsea. But he doesn't want to be at Chelsea, so he's not going to be at Chelsea next season. Now, the, the, this is a very interesting one right here. This is a comment made by 
uh, Jermaine Pennant. Okay, he says if uh, this is on Talksport, he says if Chelsea are right about Mason Mount's valuation, he's in the last year of his contract, but he's a fantastic player. I disagree. Um, I like to put things into perspective. Yeah, here's the kicker: if you are looking at 50 million for James Ward-Prowse, okay, then Chelsea can ask for more for Mount. Okay, if you're if you're asking for 50 mil for James Ward-Prowse, who's an average player, uh, then Mount. Uh, with his reputation, I suppose, should be commanding a lot more. And Chelsea is right to do this. Chelsea are hanging out for the right value, and I think Man United are just trying to be a little cheeky and get him for as cheap as chips. Yes, they are. And yet they had no problem spending $100 million on Anthony. Anthony, a player I don't think about at all. He is a, just another winger who, who, who likes to huh, do some illegal activity as well, allegedly. Um, but yeah, I mean, a hundred million for Anthony and yet they're, they're balking at 60 for Mount. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous because the excuse that Mount's in the last year of his deal, it doesn't matter anymore. I feel as though if you're going to sign for a, for a team, you're going to have a new contract. So people using the excuse, oh, it's a year left on his deal. That doesn't matter. As soon as he gets to, to Manchester United, he's going to sign another five-year deal. So I don't think that that's a very good excuse as to, as uh, to the reason yeah, why... He- Eden Hazard's alive. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, we ended up getting like close to 150 million for him. So it's not an excuse as to why uh, a team doesn't want to play that, pay that much money because it's on one year deal. He's going to sign a new deal for you. So that point is moot. It's not, it's not a good arguing, arguing point. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think that he'll go. And I think that he has burned some journalists. I think that he has burned them. And this is why they're being very quiet right now because, you know, the last couple of days have been pretty clear that he does not want to be at Chelsea anymore. And you've got all these guys saying it's, it's Chelsea. It's Chelsea. It's not Mason. He wants to stay proper Chelsea. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And uh, whether they're lying or whether they were lied to is, it doesn't matter because it's bad information and he wants to leave. That's it. That's what I got. Yeah. I mean, with this whole, I've never seen, such a uh, almost it's it's a fantasy to some of these guys yeah, um, it's really so weird it, it is it is almost borderline harassment a little bit with some with some certain individuals that i i will not name um hmm. but do you think mount leaving is going to be the death of this whole player stand this player stand that obviously we've had Jorginho the Jorginho go We've had Kovacic go, some of the more main Twitter stands um, that were so quiet, you would say violent in a way, uh, abusively. Um, and Mount is going to be the final one that goes, do you think this player stand will end or do you think it will just rebound into another player? No, he'll find a new woman. Johnny will find a new player. I was going to ask, are all the dumb people going to die? Who is going to be that new woman? Reese James. But Reese James is such a different person than Mount. Reese James is quiet. Reese James is like a private guy. And he doesn't get into all the PR, you know, self-congratulatory nonsense. He, he's just about the football. It's why people love him. It's why the people respect him so much. Oh, he, did, he did call out Mount a few months ago. I yeah. mean, remember Snapchat? You, yeah, if, man. If you're not ready to build the, build the bricks. You're not there. You just go. So, so, first of all, it, it, as, long it, it, as, 
as long as there's going to be dumb people, there's going to be takes that are dumb. Okay, it just goes hand in hand. So unless you're going to get rid of all the dumb people, no, this will happen again. It just is. Second of all, so people understand. We've always heard that we've always heard uh, if the player wants to leave, he's going to have to push on his side or have to do some work on his side. This is Mount doing work on his side. When you see all of this, Mount's not going to resign. Yes, Mount is pushing this stuff out in order to strengthen Man United's position. So Mount is always already working against Chelsea by doing what he's doing. People don't understand that. He is already playing for Man United because he is openly trying to hurt the negotiations that the club's trying to have to get his way like a petulant little child. So he's going to get his, he's going to get his way. He's going to get to go out, but you're going to have to come to our number, our, our bottom number. Our bottom number is 60. Yep. So you're going to have to get there if you want this guy out. Or if you want this guy and he wants out, he wants you, that's fine. Come to 60 and we'll be good. How we get there, we can discuss. And that's what needs to happen. I think that's what will happen. And ultimately, Mason Mount will be playing for Manchester United. And I hope, just like every player that comes back to snake us, that we boo the hell out of him when he comes to Stanford Bridge. Because it needs to happen. Because he's he's hurting this club by what he's doing. You, you know that will never you know that will never happen. It'll probably get the, the, ban- the, ban- no. the banner will probably come out. You know that. Uh, I think I think they've already thrown the, the banner in the bin. You, you, you're joking about this Chelsea Supporters Trust. You think they've actually thrown it in the bin? Yes. Mr. I am always on the wrong side of opinion every single time. <laughs> Why? Because I take bold opinions instead of casual ones? Instead of convenient opinions? Oh. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Chelsea Supporters Trust. Every time they put something out, they're always on the wrong side of the, yeah. Of the argument. Yeah, those, those once, people are. Once, I'm not moaning at you. <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I I can't wait till Mount goes. Uh, I will be happy um, just to see this toxicity at least calm down for now until someone picks up another person in a few months' time, um, and then we can go on moan about it again. Um, I just I've but, never seen someone try to build their own myth so much. You know, it's just. Just using these uh, journalists and, 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 and popular YouTubers to just build this cult of Mason. It's, I mean, it. At least Mason's it, not doing interviews. Yeah, there's a good song about that. Cult of personality. That's what he is. is he's a cult he's, of personality. He's like, he's like Mao. Yeah, and he's got these well, I, followers that are always going to be with him. It's It's crazy. Like, these are not Chelsea fans. They're not. It just makes That's just for you, Sadiq. 
Oh, don't go there. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's something else that's definitely going to get edited out. That is going to be edited out, Jerry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. All right. Anyway. But, uh, yeah. We've got one more kind of big, well, I suppose semi-big discussion to talk about. That's something completely off topic in terms of players, anything like that. And that is the multi-club era has officially begun. Chelsea have, well, look like they're about to sign Kai, uh, sell Kai Havertz for 65 billion. And have done, have they gone and bought a player? Nope. Have they gone and bought a couple players? Nope. We, let's, we've just gone and buy the, bought a whole fucking football club for the same price. If that's not investment, I don't know what is. Um, conveniently, we, we have bought Strasbourg, who... Our wonderful uh, panellist on the barbecue, Steve, is conveniently a fan of. So, welcome, Steve, to basically being a closet Chelsea fan. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and enjoy the ride. Um, Carlito, I'll start with you. You happy that this multi-club era is finally starting to take shape? I mean, so what's, what is the, uh, what's the end game of this? I mean, what do you think the end game is of this? Because if, it's, if people think that it's going to be for us to buy Strasbourg players, uh, I don't think that's what this is. If this is for revenue generating, okay. I mean, can they share revenue? Can, can, can revenue generated by Strasbourg go to Chelsea? I mean, I don't know. See, that's that's the thing. So what is this What is this actually doing? Is this a place for us to send uh, loan players? Well, I mean, can I think you can only send one loan player per team. So I I would like to know what the point of this is because if it, if there's a good reason for this, then I'm all for it. I mean, I don't, I don't really care, but I would like to know what the reason is behind us buying all these clubs. Oh, I got it. Ooh, ooh, I can say, Peter, pick me, pick me. Okay. Well, first of all, that's only in England that you can only loan one player to a, a club. Okay. Okay. Um, but here's an example. We want Zakarian, right? The kid out of Russia can't get him into the UK. So what they're going to do is have Strasbourg buy Zakarian, plays at Strasbourg for a year, and now it's easier to get him a, a visa in England because the money will be going to Strasbourg and not to Russia. And what I think, what I think it is as well, you're, you're going to have an aspect of Strasbourg obviously is going to be under some sort of influence. By Chelsea, whether that is Paul Winstanley or someone, there are Chelsea directors that are looking to be structured towards the multi-club model once it's officially done. Um, and I think the idea is to develop and put the recruitment to bring in through young players, bring in players in through the French system or other systems. Obviously, Brazil, you, if you have a Brazilian club, you're going to look at South Americans coming into that club. And Chelsea are going to potentially look and pick the crop of the best coming from Strasbourg. I mean, you might, for example, Zakarian goes there for, I don't know, what, 10, 15 million? Say that, maybe even less. Um, he plays, plays a season, maybe two seasons, to let him develop. And then Chelsea will probably come in, try, and what it means is if you are... You have a, if you have influence on that club, effectively, they're not. You're not going to put yourself massively out of pocket 
in terms of bids because it's your own money you're, you're bringing through. So I, I, I think it's an idea of trying to have a, a system of young players coming through um, that you don't have to pay top dollar price for because they're already in your effectively system. Obviously, Manchester City don't really have... They've got a multi-club model, but they don't really execute it like they should. See, this this is what I was just about to ask you. Okay, great, great transition, Matthew, king of podcasting. Uh, are there any players on Manchester City that they got from their sister clubs? Not particularly, because I think Manchester City, I think they've looked at it as more of a commercial revenue, trying to increase the value. They've, they've gone and bought, play, gone bought clubs in New York, in Japan, in Australia. Not exactly clubs where you all the big footballing talent comes from. Uh, sorry to say that about Alfred, but Australia is not one of them places. Um, oh no, mate! Even 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 the Belgium club that they've got, it's a second it's a second division Belgium side. So the argument would be, well, why would you want to send some of your brightest young talents to a second division Belgium club? And that's where I think maybe Manchester City haven't got it as right. But there are uh, other so models yeah, and other clubs that do have links. It's not so much of a three, four, five, six, seven, eight team, but a perfect example within the Belgian league itself is Brighton and Union Saint-Hilois. Both are owned by Tony Bloom. And they sent um, Matoma there last season. Played really well. They've brought him back on loan. And suddenly now he's looking like the best thing since sliced bread in the Brighton team. And that's a multi-club model that does work. You exchange players. It's not done in a way where you're just flooding all players into that into that team. Um, they've sent a couple lads this year. Uh, they had a striker back there this, last year. Ha- come back to Brighton hasn't really worked too much. But that's the idea. You you have that connection. Um, and obviously there is gonna you is gonna be the whole idea of you are developing Chelsea. And Chelsea is the the big key. But they want these clubs to do well because otherwise you're not gonna get them talents going to these clubs. So okay, I think. Well. That's all lovely and nice, but let me ask you this. When eventually Clear Lake and Bowley want to sell Chelsea, and they will some point in time, they're not going to own them forever. Do they just buy Chelsea or are they buy in Blue Coat? That's the thing. It is, again, value, value, value. Right. In value. Because Man City, if you buy Manchester City, you're buying effectively all them other clubs as well. Right, and so it, it it adds to the value of the club overall as an investment. These these men are investors. They've invested set amount in the club with the thought of an estimated return of whatever it is when they sell it on. And a lot more. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but they have they had a they had a number in mind when they invested the money. That's how they invest that type of money. Uh, because the potential for return was going to be so high. So it does work in our benefit because certain countries work better together for visas. Okay, even though it's EU, there's still some individuality in there. Like, so South America, it's easier to get them through Portugal and Spain. First of all, because the language barrier is not as big, depending on where they come from. Second of all, the culture is similar because... Uh, of, of you know because of the languages and the customs we won't get into why okay it just is 
And so you get those younger kids in in that way. And again, if you're transferring them from small club to small club, those fees are not huge. So if our, our club in Brazil finds a Brazilian talent, when we get one, we don't have one as, as of yet, or any South American team or a South American country, and they they get a transfer fee to Royal A Royal Ave. Is that going to be as much money as if they go directly to Chelsea? No. So the next bump up is Royal Ave or to Strasbourg, depending on where they come into the world. And so you have certain feeder cut, uh, certain smaller uh, clubs feeding mid-sized club. And then the end goal is like a pyramid goes to the top Chelsea, but the fees that we would be paying for these for these players will not be as astronomical because you're buying from yourself. So it works two ways, but that, that's the reason what, what you're do it. what you're doing is creating foreign covens. Right, but they're they're all they're separate entities making money, winning trophies, and you know it's not it's not like academy. They're playing the top professionals in every country that they're playing in, right? To a certain extent. So the the learning curve is a lot more steep, and you get better players. You know what exactly they are. And the ones who, who don't hack it will stay at the level they're at, or they might get bumped up one level, not two. And that's how you build this whole system to where it's, it's profitable for all the teams. Everybody's getting where they want to go and winning stuff and having revenue to spend on players and what have you. But what it does is the most for is the top, top team because those the, that cream of the crop is always going to end up at Chelsea for the most part, unless we have a log jam in certain areas. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be an interesting model. Uh, it's obviously got to be managed properly. We can't have mismanagement of it because there's clubs that do just get completely destroyed by mismanagement of it. There's been clubs in Belgium that have effectively got relegated because their systems haven't worked. Um, it does help that at, at the top of the tree in terms of Chelsea is fairly secure. It's not going to get relegated. It's not going to have any financial problems such as that. But um, it does need to be managed to get the most out of one, as Jarrah said, investment. Um, for Bowley and that to a more cost-effective way of bringing in talent and not having, for example, Oshiman, we have to pay 150 million and get completely balls out of stupid amount of money um, when we can get an option that is potentially already in our system um, somewhere down the line. Might not be completely it right there, but we'd be able to pay a lot more suitable price. Um, and this may be the one way to try and bring down this inflated market price, which will hopefully be a bit more of a benefit for Chelsea and make us a bit more competitive against these nation states that just will buy and buy and buy and buy. Because that's the problem. You've got Chelsea, while we do have a lot of money and people that will be willing to spend the money, we don't have the resources of a nation state. So we've got to level the playing field out and hopefully this can help level the playing field out a little bit more easier compared to clubs like Arsenal who are just going to fall to the wayside eventually. Yeah, what he said. Sure. 
Well, I mean, uh, uh, the only thing I'm happy with is at least we can actually officially welcome Steve in into the gang. He's not just that random Newcastle fan that's just spouting shit. <laughs> Although he is that. <laughs> yeah. he, he is that, but technically now he is in within the pyramid. Technically. Yes, he, he's the unwanted stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but big, uh, up, big up Steve and hopefully uh, Strauss, the Strasbourg-Chelsea partnership can be at least favourable on both sides. But we don't. We yeah, don't we give, we're giving them a big uh, allowance. Twenty-five mil. Yes. Yeah, that's three times. That's the last three transfer windows combined. Yeah, man, it's a lot for them. It is a lot for them. Plus, they'll be getting some some low knees as well. I'd send Dacho Fafana straight there now. Yeah, you could see him there. Yeah, I mean, it's... why not? Because it could realistically, Dacho hasn't played Norwegian league. But as what as good as. It's European football, but it's not top quality. I don't think he's ready for the Premier League right now. But even then, Turkey, I think it's again, it's that it's that Norwegian level. I'd rather him go and try it out in the French League, see what he's sure. got. Um, but and then again, it keeps it within the system. And with these lone players, again, you can help guide the. You, you've not. You've not. You. You have a. A manager at Strasbourg that is effectively under the same role, and the I think the idea would be you would have a philosophy of how these players want to play, and it would be similar in Strasbourg to how it's played at Chelsea. Obviously, different levels, but it would mean that your loan players are not going to do, say Billy Gilmore goes to Norwich and just gets completely just unused, not used properly at all. Uh, and there's been other situations where players have gone and not played because. The, the the parent the club don't care because it's not their it's not their own player. Um, whereas when it's in your own system, you've got a bit more care about it. Um, but before we go, Carlito wants to talk about his absolute favourite player on man the crush. Planet. I think yeah, it's it, it's Carlito's man crush. It's Carlito is the Johnny of this player. Um, he worships him every day when he wakes up. Um, it is the captain, leader, legend, Cesar Azpilicueta. Um, Carlito, have your say as for the Quetta going to Inter Milan. Of all the player sales, all of them, including Lukaku, which is a horrible deal, the most important player sale, or in this case, contract cancellation, is the departure of the worst captain I have ever seen in the history of sports. Awful leader. Terrible player. And that is one as Piliqueta. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. See ya. Oh. See, Carlito, you, you do just have you do just have a a, a, a gender or vendetta, should I say, because otherwise you'll correct me. Uh on Aspi a little bit. Yes, he's not terrible. as bad as you say he is. He's not as bad. I, I get you don't like him, but he's you, you've got to say Lukaku is much more important to get rid of than as for the choir. No. That is a je- I'm going to come to someone with lesser vendetta against Aspi. Jared, what do you think about Aspi contract, basically termination, going into Inter? Should have happened three years ago. I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying he was done. As a, as a top-class player, I think 
when Lampard left, that was it. He should have gone with him. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I just disagree with Carlito's yeah. anger towards Azpi of some sort. Well, you know, he has better hair than, than than him, and he hates men who have better hair than him. I, I said, yeah. weird thing. I don't know what it is. Azpi is a He's, crew cut. That went out in the 80s. That's why that's, that's why Carlita hates Mount so much. She hates yeah, um, the hair. Asby so much. It's the hair, you know. Brian, hair, uh, hair matters. Hair matters, man. Hair lives matter. <laughs> oh, I'm not touching that one. Oh boy. <laughs> that'll be it. That'll be another edit taken out. Oh, Fifty six minutes. I know Sadisha had like twenty minutes of material. Sadiq ain't got nothing else to do on his Sunday night. Yeah, hey, I know. I just complain about Steak.com being our shirt sponsor. I mean, that's all he's doing. That'll be, that'll be another tweet coming out later on tonight. Uh, he's got, he does have a bunch of material to to go back in and, and pick out and put them out like sources. There's a whole lot of material for that. Oh, boy, I'm going to hear about this later. All right. <laughs> anyway, do any of you guys have anything else you want to mention before we finish up? Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I we got to get it right with the striker. Got to get it right with the striker. I mean, it's just, it is so important that we surround these great forwards, Mudrik, Medweke, and Kunku, Sterling to a lesser extent. We have to surround them with a great striker. Because if we don't, and we blow this again for like the fifth time in a row, then we're not going to be successful next season. It is the most important position that we have to buy next to the no, least important uh, position which is goalkeeper <laughs> uh, you're, ne- you're never going to let that one down are you Carlito? No the bots no. the bots will not persuade me not even Jim not even Jim Bot <laughs> I don't know uh, a Jim Bot but I know a Jim Bob probably, probably a little bit thing. Dean Jones this is an interesting one because I actually like this player I don't know. I know people close to Chelsea who believe that it's strange that they aren't looking down the path of trying to sign Ollie Watkins. I totally agree with this. Ollie Watkins. Why is Ollie Watkins even being mentioned? He's a baller. No, oh, he isn't. Useless. Oh, that, is, that is a stinky, stinky take, take, Matt Ball. That, that, is, is, that is a stinky take from you. That is a jabron take from you, my man. Ollie Watkins is good, man. Well, Ollie Watkins is a, is a more built Sammy Abraham. Oh, he's got great hair. He, he's a good player, man. Oh, here we go. We he's go. a good player. He's <laughs> not great. He's he is what he is. He and he had fifteen goals last he... season. He had fifteen goals in the Premier League last season. Yeah, well done. He got a purple patch. So uh, doesn't mean I good know player. a hater's voice when I hear one. This is a, this is a hater take. I know you listen to yourself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he's got caps and goals for England too. This is what this is, Jared. This is what this is. This is this is uh, the self-hating English fan in, in Matt Ball. He hates the fact that he's English. He wishes he were Belgian, and he hates his national team. That's what this is. Only, that's that, that's only, what this is. The only oh my English God. player I would buy right now would be Harry Kane. Exactly. Maybe Phil Foden. Not ugh, no. Not James Madison. Really? Okay. No. Okay. Okay. No, when we've got on Cuckoo, no. Uh, yeah, 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 we got in Cuckoo. He's, he's better. Bro, 
Bro, Watkins had a year last year. He's a good player. You thought Kai Havertz was a good player, too. He's a good player. Because <laughs> he yeah. a striker? This is the worst podcast episode we've ever done. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's only the worst because you're stinking tight. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. All right, well. We will finish up here because we will not take anyone else's time up. Uh, we've already taken the viewers' time of an hour out, so I think they can go back to doing whatever they, they need to do for the rest of the day. Um, Jesters, first of all, thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and unfortunately, Carlito, thank you for coming on. You're not welcome. Thank you very little. <laughs> oh, 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 enjoy Jim Bot's uh, roasting <laughs> round two. Roast him, Jim. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll get Jim to roast you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you guys for listening to another wonderful episode of Worldwide Shelves Podcast. Make sure you check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts um, for direct links. Otherwise, you can check us out on www.worldwideshelves.com. Um, you can check out our store. You can check out our blogs, which more blogs will be coming out this week. Hopefully, Carlito can get He's asking to gear and get one out. Um, I will certainly be getting one out as well. So make sure you check that out. And then just check out, you can find Sadiq's tweets on there. You can find all the podcast episodes as well as much, much more. So stay tuned and check out the website. Um, this is Matt, Jesters and Carlito signing out. Up the shelves. <laughs>